Welcome to Compliance Beat, the podcast for compliance and ethics professionals. We provide practical insights and answer your questions about compliance and ethics. Together, we'll stay up to date on current trends so that your program stays effective. Brought to you by Moorhead Compliance Consulting. Here's your host, Eric Moorhead. What does your code look like? Uh, what are the bells and whistles, or since we're getting ready for July 4th here in the United States, what are the fireworks uh, when it comes to your code of conduct? I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, the look and feel. We often talk about that and, and suggest that a code ought to look good. I've used the analogy before, uh, both on this podcast and elsewhere, saying that a code really ought to look more like your organization's annual annual report and less like a legal document, but I thought it might be helpful to have a discussion with a little bit more specific information, if you will, because this has come up recently with a couple of uh, clients and some other people who have made some inquiries uh, saying, okay, we know that our code isn't really up to snuff uh, compared to a lot of other peer codes, but we you know, obviously don't want to copy exactly what they do, but what is it that they're doing? Why? What are some of the key components to making our code of conduct look more modern? Before we jump into that, though, I, as always, would encourage you, please, please, please to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Uh, If you have questions, comments, suggestions for the future, uh, please do get in touch with us. Uh, You can do that from our website, compliancebeat.com, or from moreheadconsulting.com. Uh, you can email me directly at eric at moreheadconsulting.com if you have any questions. So uh, the first area I want to talk about when we're talking about what a code looks like, it really comes down to that old uh, cliche, uh, a picture is worth a thousand words. You need to really say it with a picture as much as you possibly can. Um, one thing that you see many, many uh, codes of conduct doing to great effect these days is using uh, images, whether those are photos, and we'll talk more about photos in a minute, or whether that's uh, uh, drawings, uh, other artwork, graphic design elements, uh, to great effect, really, really to great effect uh, as we move forward. Um, there's a concept out there in the last few years that's come up around these infographics. And if you don't know what an infographic is, Google infographic and you'll get uh, plenty of examples. But uh, using the infographic style, if you will, uh, to really try to reduce the number of words on the page and try to say more uh, with the picture. Uh, Try to use graphic design to your advantage. Uh, I've seen several codes recently that have really, really great covers, very splashy, very very much like that annual report I was mentioning a few minutes ago. Uh, But then the content uh, devolves into what we have seen over many years. Uh, If you design the cover really well and have a couple of interesting elements in the front of the document and the back of the document, but in between is wedged 30 or 40 pages of basically text, you're really not taking advantage of the tools and the different options that are available to you out there. I see this actually fairly frequently uh, where um, the uh, organization has taken the notion of having a graphic design, taken the notion of using uh, layout 
and making this document look more modern, but has only really done it on the front and the back. <laughs> you know, the back cover and the front cover, the first couple of pages, the CEO message, very splashy, uh, very well done, but then it's the same old content. Uh, ultimately, what, what needs to happen is not just that you wedge your old content into a new format, you need to modify your content so that it works with a graphic design. And what I mean by that is if you have all the best intentions in the world, you have some great photos, you have some other graphic design elements that you want to include, you have some uh, pop-out boxes, but then the content is still the same old seven paragraphs densely worded uh, about antitrust, then you're not going to be able to make those two pieces fit together. You have to modify the content. You have to be willing to do an infographic and and do uh, 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 short or shorter bursts of text with graphic design and other key elements to try to impart that important knowledge about these risk topics to your employees and other stakeholders. And it can't be one or you you can't wedge <laughs> the old content into a new uh, uh, a new format and expect that it's going to come out well. You really have to have both. So say it with a picture, try to reduce the word count. And that's a good first step to having a really good looking code. Second is uh, use photos. Um, I, there are examples out there of codes that don't use any photos at all. Uh, uh, Target's uh, code of conduct is a good example. So it can be done and you can have a really interesting, visually interesting code of conduct without photos. But I think uh, photos give you a lot of potential advantages. And uh, I've had many uh, clients and others have said to me uh, over time, well, there aren't really a lot of photos. We don't have a lot of photos and there really aren't any photos that really speak to who we are. Well, you know, some organizations do have a lot of photos out there. You have a strong marketing arm, particularly if you're in the you know consumer uh, business. You've got a lot of photos of uh, people, products, and places uh, that you can use. But some organizations say, well, you know, we just don't have that. We don't have photos. Um, a good rule of thumb is don't use, uh, or a good a rule of thumb that you hear often, though, rather, is don't use stock photos. I would modify that. Don't use bad stock photos if you're going to put together uh, a code of conduct using stock photography. Use good ones and use ones that actually speak to your organization in some way. Perfect example. Uh, you operate, uh, say, internationally in 10 different countries. Well, why not show some, some images that are going to be familiar to your stakeholders? Uh, they can be stock images of those different locations. Stock images that speak to uh, Italy or France or the United States or specific cities that you operate in. Uh, even though they are stock photos, they do have a connection to your operation. That's one example. The other example is when you're using stock photography, uh, try to find interesting abstract images that perhaps have some of the same colors as your trade dress or as your logo. Uh, try to find things that, that, that can uh, uh, apply to your organization even if you don't have a ready st internal stock of, of, of photos that, that are specific to your organization. You can use stock photos, you just can't use bad ones. Uh, the stock photo that we're all familiar with is the people around the table. Um, that really doesn't work that well. 
particularly if you're trying to speak to something specific about your organization. Um, if you want to go in a different direction, think about using illustrations, think about using drawings. Uh, if there's something else out there that really speaks to your brand, speaks to your organization, that will mean something to the people that you expect to review this document, then you need to really think about that. Because remember, the whole point here is we're trying to get people in the door. We're trying to get people to review this document, be interested in it, be interested in what it has to say. And that leads me to my last point. Whatever you do, whether you bring in images, whether you use infographic style, whether you bring in color, logos, uh, you know, even orient the document differently. Make it a smaller size instead of the typical 8 by 11. If you're doing a printed version, do a smaller version. Do a, do a version that uh, uh, has tabs on it so people can flip through and find different sections. Make it more tactile in that way, if you will. Uh, whatever you do, make it about your organization. I talked a little bit about this just a second ago when I was talking about photos. Whatever it is, you need to make it about your organization. Think of this document as a marketing piece for the compliance program, the ethics of your organization. Think about how you're selling that brand. So it really needs to speak to your organization, speak to the culture of your organization, speak to the people, the places, the products, your mission, your goals. Uh, oftentimes, and we've talked about this in other podcasts and we'll talk about it again, uh, values are really important in the uh, design and implementation of a code of conduct. Uh, think about how design uh, can, can, inter can help you better uh, present those values, pre present that mission, present what your organization means. So really think about it. Think about how you are going to present these things. And if you do have an organization that has a marketing president presence that does have a strong communications department, look at the other materials that they've put together. Uh, not just the annual report, but the sustainability report. And perhaps, again, marketing specific marketing materials. Whatever's out there. Uh, try to leverage the work that's already been done because again at its core what you're trying to do is get people interested in this document you're trying to get them to pay attention to what you have to say and however you can get them in the door if it's a splashy photo if it's an interesting or unique way that you've designed the document it's uh, orientated a different way different size has tabs you know, I've even seen organizations that have put together a uh, uh, code of conduct, a, a, a printed code of conduct that has uh, a, um, a tactile uh, cover, if you will, has, has a raised cover. Um, you know, things like that, just to get people interested, to pick it up, look at it. Uh, the, 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 the tactics that you use, the, 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 the uh, ammunition that you need to use in this battle is no different than the ammunition that you would use in any other marketing affair. You really need to, to think about it that way. And again, leverage what perhaps your organization has done with some success in the past in another arena. There's no reason why you can't. So those are just a couple of ideas uh, around uh, infusing design into a code of conduct and, and uh, perhaps directions you might want to think about taking uh, as you revise your code of conduct in the future. As always, uh, please subscribe and please join us next week. Uh, and if you have questions, comments, uh, or just want to get in touch, uh, please, uh, we're always here and we're always interested. Thank you.
Thanks for listening to Compliance Beat. Check out our website, compliancebeat.com. This podcast is brought to you by Moorhead Compliance Consulting. Be sure to check us out at moorheadconsulting.com.